0: Good morning, everybody. We've got a mixed trade in the grain markets here on Tuesday morning. It is 6:30 a.m. Central Time. March corn futures up a half cent at 6:15 and a quarter. March soybeans up seven and a quarter at 13.78 and three quarters. March Chicago wheat down six and a quarter at 7.97 and three quarters. March Kansas City wheat down nine cents at 8.38. March spring wheat is down seven and a half at 10.17. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. Leave me a rating or review. If you are watching on YouTube, uh, make sure you subscribe to the channel, hit that like button. My goal is to get to 5,000 subscribers. We're approaching 3,400, so I think we can do it here certainly in 2022. If you need some additional assistance from me, guys, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Click on Grain Marketing Plan. Check out my subscription service, $49.99 a month. Cancel at any time. No other obligation. Won't try to sell you anything else. You'll get my morning email, my text message service. My subscriber-only videos have become really popular. I did one yesterday regarding the soybean market and uh, the question that i seek to answer was this should i sell soybeans on new year's um, i did one regarding the corn market and christmas last week should i sell corn on christmas that was a very popular video uh, this one was popular as well i went through some seasonal studies and looked for some some analog years and tried to answer this question based off of that so if you're interested in some more material like this in addition to all of my grain marketing recommendations uh certainly give that deal a shot guys um get into the headlines this morning, I talked yesterday uh, briefly about the commodity markets and um, how there was this expectation of money flow coming into the commodity markets after January 1st, and and there are a lot of people out there, myself included, who believe that that's part of the reason why these markets have acted so well. Yeah, we've got a South American weather story, we've got some good processing margins here in the U.S., but it kind of feels like something else is going on, and there is this widespread expectation that money is going to hit the commodity markets at the beginning of the year. Uh, you could make the argument, certainly in the title of this video, you could make the argument that commodities are the last cheap asset class out there. Um, You look at the Bloomberg Commodity Index, which is on my screen right now. Yeah, it's rallied 70% from its its April 2020 low, which was COVID. But it's still less than half of where it was at its peak in 2008. You look at some of the big commodities here. I mean, crude oil is at, what, 75 bucks. The, the all-time high in crude's like 140 or 150. Even corn and soybeans, which have rallied drastically. I mean, corn's still two bucks from its all-time high. Soybeans are, what, three or four bucks from their all-time high. You look at a market like gold, uh, the gold market is just slightly better than flat since COVID began. So, you know, gold had always been seen as being like the mother of inflation, Hedges and it has acted terribly during this period of inflation. So you, you've got commodity markets here that are cheap. Every other asset class out there is expensive. The stock markets at all-time highs. Bonds are near all-time highs. Real estate is near all-time highs. So you've you've if this inflation deal continues and people are looking for a place to put their money, uh, you can make the argument certainly that the commodity markets are one of the last cheap. If if not the cheapest uh, asset class out there, and and one of the ones that just hasn't really acted that well. Now, I've got a counter-argument to that. Um, I'm going to say that the U.S. dollar or cash... Is a cheap asset, and yeah, you look at a U.S. dollar chart, and it's acted well, but it's only acted well versus other global currencies. The fact of the matter is that the U.S. dollar continues to lose buying power at a rapid clip. Um, you know, the government says CPI six point eight percent. I personally believe the U.S. dollar's lost every bit of ten percent of its buying power over the last twelve months, if not more than that. Uh, it depends on on what you track and who you talk to, but uh, the dollar is 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 a cheap asset right now. That cash is absolute trash in this environment with zero interest rates, money printing, that sort of thing. So I think that this is a big story in uh, the commodity markets and in our grain markets right now. Yeah, we've got South American weather issues. Yeah, we've got good processing margins. but there are other factors at play here, and I think that this um, money flow deal is certainly part of it. So there, there is this widespread expectation, guys, that inflation hedge type investor money is going to come into these markets at the beginning of the year. And right now, we've got some large funds that are kind of trying to front run this deal. Does that work out for them? Uh, I really don't know. Uh, if that does happen, you know, you get a rise in commodity prices. You've also got other moving pieces here, like in regard to the dollar. They're going to try to strengthen the dollar a little bit next. Next year through interest rate hikes. So you've got so many moving pieces here when it comes to the outside, like macro type factors. And this is before we even get into South American weather or anything like that. So let's get to the South American weather story. Um, we know that these areas of South Brazil. Paraguay and Argentina have been dry. Uh, They've been much drier than normal over the last 30 days. The uh, forecast for those problem areas is actually drier this morning than it was yesterday in the morning. So, this is still a friendly input, and we're starting to see crop estimates come down. You're going to see a lot more of that here over the next couple of days. You know, analysts and traders who had been working with the Brazilian soybean production number, say at 144, 145, they're going to start to drift closer to that 140 number. Uh, You're going to see some similar stuff for Argentina, although that may take just a little bit longer. So this is still um, a weather story for sure uh, for these areas. Now, a lot of Brazil is in really good shape. The vast majority of it's in good shape, but you've got these problem areas in the south. Uh, Paraguay is a problem and a lot of Argentina is a problem, certainly. Export inspections were soft last week. USDA reported that 1.58 million metric tons of soybeans were inspected for export. Uh, We were 2.27 the same week last year. Accumulated soybean inspections for the current marketing year are down 23% versus last year, and U.S. beans are very quickly becoming non-competitive on the export market. Uh, Brazilian harvest uh, is underway, I believe, in some areas, and and will accelerate. They're going to have an early harvest this year. Uh, corn export inspections not good either. Seven nineteen, we we're one point two seven the same week last year. Corn inspections fifteen percent behind last year's pace. Accumulated wheat inspections also were not good at two seventy one. Uh, they were four oh seven last year. Wheat inspections are down eighteen percent. I've talked about the hurricane issues, but But we're starting to get to the point here where uh, we're just not competitive in regard to uh, soybeans, uh, U.S. corn, that sort of thing. So it's it's an issue, certainly. China says it's going to approve some more GMO crops, uh, three varieties of GMO corn to be produced domestically, seven varieties of GMO cotton. Uh, Currently, the structure in China is that they allow the import of GMO corn and soybeans, but they don't allow the production of it, essentially. And they're going to move toward a deal where uh, they will allow the production of it. Uh, they've got a comment period that goes through, I believe, the 17th of January, where they'll discuss this. But in all likelihood, um, you're going to see this approved. And the the word that keeps being tossed around here when you see these stories is food security, um, that sort of thing. So China mentioned food security in its um, uh, statement or in its comments. So that is uh, certainly one thing to be aware of. Is it anything that affects the market right now? No, probably not. But down the road, if, if, if they start producing drastically more corn, in China, uh, is that a negative for the U.S. and for their, for our export demand? I suppose you can make that argument. It's awfully premature, though. The crude oil market has acted very, very well. We're back up above what seventy six dollars in that February WTI this morning. That contract bottomed at sixty two twenty six on December second. So when we had this new COVID. Uh, Uh, variant emerge. Uh, The market panicked. Uh, It sold off. We bottomed it at 62. Now we're back to 76 and change here this morning. Today would mark a fifth consecutive higher close for that crude oil contract. Uh, You're going to start to see the Uh, Gas prices at the pump come up. They were $3.28 per gallon yesterday on average nationally, according to AAA versus $2.25 a year ago. Uh, That number is going to go up uh, without a doubt. OPEC is going to meet on January 4th to discuss its plans. Cattle market was mixed yesterday. Uh, Feeder cattle were lower following that cattle on feed report. The hog market was higher. That hogs and pigs report last week was a little bit friendly. The outside markets, the U.S. dollar is lower. The S&P is up 12 points. The Dow is up 90. Uh, really, really strong action in the stock market. Uh, bonds are about flat. Precious metals up a little bit. Crude oil is up $1.08 uh, in the March WTI 76.26. Have a great day today, guys. I will talk to you same time tomorrow.